0: Michelle Hansen, CISO at software company Micro Focus, features on the TICE podcast this week. My name's Anna Delaney, editor at TICE, and I met Michelle at cybersecurity conference CyberConnect UK, where she discussed the value of listening to improve security, the importance of role modeling to drive diversity of talent, and learning to run Compromised. She states on her LinkedIn profile that she's an advocate in the promotion of bringing a positive and modern culture of cybersecurity. So my first question to her was to tell me more about the positive and modern culture that she promotes. Here she
1: is. So I think the old days of information security, cybersecurity, it was all about passwords and a coin a phrase from somebody, Dr. No. I'd rather look at what cybersecurity can give back to the business. So it should be a value added proposition for the business, so using microfocus um, as an example, we want our customers to feel secure so that's giving back to the business that, that helps our investors it helps, it helps our employees they know their data is protected. so we want to step back from just putting blockers in the way we want to put things in the way that work with our business model. And I think really that's where cybersecurity is going. And a lot of that is risk-based, but in the past it's just, uh, security has really been seen as just as a blocker. So if you had a new project standing up, they never wanted to include security because they'll say, well, they're just going to say, no, it's going to slow down the project. So we send in our, our analysts, our technicians, and say, no, well, we're going to work with you and, and, and make this, make this work for both of us because in the long run to retrofit security into whether it's a project or an application or a program is so much more expensive and so much more painful than if you're standing together working with the engineers whether it's a, a project for an application or it's a new network or it's a new technology you want to or even you know it's working with you know our employees so that we want that to be a positive experience for the business and value added.
0: And how has that vision been received by businesses you've worked with?
1: I think very positively, really. Um, I think I've been really lucky in my career. I've worked with really great companies that, um, you know, when you go in and you talk to the board for the very first time, the old, in the old days they say, well, this is this is how bad. And, and you can't do that anymore. So you want to say, well, this is where you are. You know, on a, you know whether it's a score of one to twenty, and you're on a ten, and you want to get to a fifteen, that's fine. But here's some of the good things you're gonna do. We're gonna leverage off of this, and this is the direction we want to take. So being positive and being clear, I think, is 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 the way to look at that. And um, there's always pushback because it's investment, and sometimes, and maybe a company can't spend the money, but Really, that approach is much better received than going in and using scare tactics, which you know I've seen in the past, and it just doesn't work because at a board level, at a very senior level, it does not. That just translate is, is what I like to call cyberchondria. <laughs> <Too bad. laughs>
0: I Haven't heard that one. Before.
1: Yeah.
0: So is that all part of the modern aspect of the vision as well?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. And and really looking at. Um, how you can improve everybody's, whether it's your data, your technology, your customers, your employees, how do you, you know, approve that experience? And also being visible. So I think that's the other thing in the past. cybersecurity teams sat behind locked doors and um, you know, in dark rooms and, and that's you know we don't do that. You know, we, we get out there, we have, a very, uh, we have a very open team, we have a global team. Um, and, they, and we participate at a level that is visual to everybody. And I think that's, that's the other piece. you just, and also, and we still have a long ways to go in this area. The cybersecurity profession needs to clean up their language. So we can't talk about the lizard squad and you know and and DNS resolution. You know we have to talk about what it means to the business to be secure and to be clear on that. So that's another part of the journey that we still have a ways to go on. How do you
0: personally maintain visibility in the organization?
1: So I mean personally, as I travel a lot, and um, we have blogs, uh, we have Leader Connect, um, we get involved anywhere we really need to be involved and whether it's me or one of my team um uh, you know so for instance if we have we have have a new project that we're working on at micro focus it's quite large and we are part we were there from the beginning we're part of the stand-up you know so we just it's that visual as well as um doing the technical work as well yeah so what's the most
0: challenging aspect of your role
1: i think people and because you know every culture is different and and um cybersecurity while not at the bottom of the S-curve anymore, it, it still is a new discipline. So there's a, many places where you go into, uh, into a new environment and they hear security and they just immediately think that you're gonna lock things down or they don't understand or, or they get worried. So I think being people onto your side, that's the biggest challenge. And for a global company like Microfocus, where we have many different cultures, um, you know we do that research, so if we 're going to go into India if we 're going to go into you know California versus Newbury, England, you know we look at c- culturally it 's going to be very, very different the way we approach people, but we want to bring them on side and I think the other thing is important is to listen to them so listen to people uh, and their concerns as well. We did a cyber connect, and it was very interesting the number of questions that we had, and they varied from um, should I use a password keeper? <laughs> so, or what type of training can I do? Or even people saying, how do I get involved in cybersecurity? Because it is a really growing field. Mm. So, yeah. So I think that's, that's the biggest challenge. That's really
0: interesting about the different cultures yeah. and doing the research about that. Oh, yeah,
1: it's, yeah. it's just really, really important. Um, and does
0: everybody, all those cultures, do they take the positive message?
1: It's hard to say. Okay. It's hard, it's, so that's hard to say. Um, because in, in certain cultures that are more closed, um, it's, you know, you just, you gotta keep refreshing, you have to keep going back to it and to see if it's resonating with them. And it, it's never gonna stay static, it's just gonna be, it's, you have to refresh all the time what you're looking at. You can't just say, well, I've done it once, so I don't ever have to do it again. And And you have to, and you have to listen to people. And that diversity on your team is really important as well because that helps if you have a diverse team, then they are—they will bring a different look to way that you approach cybersecurity as well, and that helps the diversity of the company.
0: So you're talking about diversity of thought.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, and approach. You know, so um, somebody from uh, Southern California is probably going to approach a cyber issue very differently than, say, I don't know, somebody in Saudi Arabia. It's just you know, it's culturally, you know different. You know, so some people are more timid, um, some people are more bold, some are more, uh, they're worried about different things too. So, so your team needs to be a diverse if you work in a diverse organization.
0: There is quite a bit of talk about diversity and cybersecurity, mm-hmm. and getting, getting a more diverse work- workforce. When you listen to the discussions, mm-hmm. is there something that you think, well, they're just not getting it right?
1: In my mind, it's diversity in talent. So it can't be just diversity, because then you end up with just looking for a quota system or that that sort of thing. Um, And and so you look for diversity and talent coupled together. So the the D&T role uh, role model is what I call it. So um, it it is a very challenging. I don't think anybody's got it necessarily wrong, but again, it's a very challenging area to work in. Um, and it's not just whether you're male or female or race, but it's also you know physical disabilities as well and um, you, you just that whole that, that whole that big picture. so your team needs to be diverse, I believe to really one it's it, it gives a diversity of thought to the things that you're trying to do um, And it also then, if you have a diverse team, they become role models for the next generation. And that's how you change diversity in an industry is through role modeling. I I, I really believe that. Because if all your peers are white males, you're going to be a little bit less confident going in for a job. Or if you have a diverse group of peers, you'll you'll look at things differently.
0: Have you ever gone into a, a situation, a team, an organization which isn't diverse, and actually thought, "How am I going to tackle this?"
1: I don't think I really notice when I first go in. So no, I, I don't think I have had that that situation. Again, I think I've worked in you know I've worked in media, I've worked in critical national infrastructure. Now I'm working in software, um, so no, I haven't really seen that. Um, but I, I also think that. I do go in eyes wide open and say, this is what I, I want to do. I want to make sure, because I think that's the best of the business. It's a, the, the, we have a diverse team, and that means diversity at many levels, and, cl- and talent.
0: They're very different cultures, obviously media and, and yeah. software. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you adapt initially as the leader? How do you get to learn that culture?
1: You have to do, be a good listener.
0: Yeah, you mentioned this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah you really need to be a good so listener. you go out to everyone and
1: yeah, I spent a lot of time with the leaders and um, the different areas of the business. When I first got to Micro Focus, I did a great deal of travel and listened to people what they were concerned about, what they were doing, and then so you get a feel for the culture that way. Um, and, you know, if they're an innovative company or they're they might be or they don't or they're going to be resistant to change. You know, what, what where is their hot button going to be in cybersecurity? You know, is it, are they gonna worry about incident response? Are they worried about risk? Because every company looks at it a little bit differently. Is there an education piece that you have to start with at the top of the board? I mean, because if, if, if you just brought in as a CISO because they have to have a CISO, then change is gonna be very difficult. But if you're brought in as a CISO because leadership wants to change things, then, then that's, that's the best model. Um, and so you need to listen to that. And you, you, you go through interviews, but you won't really know until you're sitting in the middle of a company. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, well, they do actually want to make some change. So that's good. So you got to really understand the culture of the company.
0: Uh, we've been talking about resiliency at, the, at this yeah. conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to know what resiliency means for you and how, how it can impact an organization, or how to build that in, in the organization. What are the best ways?
1: So resilience to me means you're going to have to operate at multiple levels. So you know, doomsday scenario where you know, you lose a major network. You know, so you you for a commercial company the, the answer of shutting down, you know, for a week doesn't really work. Amerisk was a really really good example. I mean, it was just you know, the, the the things they had to go to because they had to shut down, they were held to ransom. But, so you need to have that model of, okay, if we lose this, what are we going to do? What are, how are we going to fall back? Um, and that culture in the organization saying, if this happens, this is, you know, we may have to fall back to less than 100%, but we have to keep operating. So that, that education piece, you know, setting expectations. So if... Worst case, doomsday scenario, we lose a network. We're gonna say, well, we're gonna fall back, so we, we may not be able to send um, uh, certain types, sizes of files, that sort of thing, because we wanna keep operating, so we're gonna have to, you know, segregate off what's broken, basically. So that's one level of resistance, uh, resilience. But even if you just, your network is slow, <laughs> You know, getting uh, you know setting those expectations. So you say, just say that, Jani, you, know, you got a bug in the network or something that suddenly your performance is diving. So setting expectations, you're going to get the comms out, you're going to have the education. So just everybody knows we're working this as fast as we can, but this is what we're dealing with. So resilience is not just technical; it's also people being resilient. So worst case scenario, end of year, you your network performance dives. You know that's why. Companies you know, do change freezes and all, all that sort of thing to keep the performance up and running, um, but it could happen, it could happen to anybody end of year, so saying, okay, if that happens, this is what we're going to do and and bear with us, so so much a, a lot of it is education and it was interesting on the keynote, I can't remember who said it. it might have been well no, I just can't remember who said it, and he said maybe it was it was the police um, I can't remember his name, but he said. Learning how to run compromised is something we're all gonna have to do. And I, I actually wrote that down. Mm. That, that's part of resilience. Yeah, it's, so, and then of course the key theme key for resilience is that ability to bring things back online safely. So I was a CCO at Transport for London and we ran a series of exercises, And the last exercise we did was a ransomware exercise and we had the tunnels and... Um, so we had London Underground signaling we had the tunnels, which, of course, you know, manage all the traffic flow in and out of London, and we had the IT network, and the exercise was um, ransomware. And we finally got to the point, we understood it was ransomware, we were starting to start segregate the network in the exercise, and, some, and, and we we're starting to look at the backup, and somebody said, well, how do you know when you were compromised? I was <laughs> like, well, that's a good point, mm-hmm. because you can't bring everything up until you know when you're compromised. So. You know, that's being resilient. I mean, just, it's just so important to understand all these things. And the, and the best way to do that, to your point, your second question was, how are you going to do that? Exercise, exercise, exercise. So um, we had our first IT cyber exercise three, three four weeks ago at, at, in, my, in Micro Focus. We'll now take that smaller exercise and we'll build it out to other parts of our business and over the course of the next year we'll have five and we will culminate in something like what we did at Transport for London where we had all the major systems operating together. And not only does that build resilience, it builds awareness, and, you know, we had the press there, you know, all, all of that. So really important, it's, it's, it's that whole, whole ball of wax, if you will, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: yeah. And on the education front, mm-hmm. do you have one particular method that works?
1: No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I think, again, it's multi, uh, you know, in security, you call it security, uh, defense in depth, but really it's security in depth as well, because, again, it depends on what the role of the person is. If, if it's leadership, then, you know, obviously you get media training and PA training and, and, and all that sort of thing. But if it's, you it's, um, know, senior level, like the head of finance, you know, they, they need a different level of training as well. Um, and then for the technicians, of course. And, and it's really important that the training, a part of that training, is they are able to spot that there's a cyber event going on, because it's not always obvious. You know, so I've, you know, I've seen events, and sometimes they just manifest themselves, like the network just got slow. Wonder why that happened, and then little bits of the network start falling off. You know, so yeah. So those questions, yeah, to, yeah, to notice things, okay? yeah, yeah. And so that that education is these are some of the... So the cyber exercises help you with that because it might somebody who's never dealt in cybersecurity or never been in the middle of one of those storms, you know, would they know who to call? Would they know what to say? So those exercises build all that. And a company the size of Micro Focus, you have to do a lot of small exercises and then some big exercises so that you get communication. And and we're pretty good at that, but we're we can always be better. Always be better.
0: And you said to me, Michelle, you've been in the industry for about thirty
1: years. Yeah, thirty years. Yeah, longer.
0: So I guess the role has has changed quite a bit. Um, where do you see the role of the CISO going, moving forward in the next five, ten years? What...
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think first of all, it'll be BAU. You know, every major company will have some level of CISO. So I think I think I think that will happen. Um, it would be. I think this the role, of the CISO needs to have. Board level exposure. At Microfocus, I'm lucky I have board level exposure. But awful lot of CISOs don't. Because the board really needs to understand why we're making all these investments and how much it's changed. And cybersecurity has changed so, so much. It used to just be about passwords and and you know, the defense of the perimeter, and we don't have a perimeter anymore. It's one big cloud. So I think those changes, and I think for a CISO, staying on top of all that is very challenging. You know, your education can never stop. Um, talking to other CISOs can never stop. Organ- having an event like this, you know, you, uh, Connect UK are really, really important because I've learned so much just today. It's exhausting, but you know, I really learned a lot today as well. So, so I think the role of the CISO, is that it'll be BAU going forward?
0: How do you keep your own personal resilience intact?
1: Well, yeah, that's that's yeah, that is true. So
0: the burnout is a thing.
1: It, it is a burnout um, sometimes, but you know, you just you got to give yourself the time, just to walk away. Um, and it's not always easy. Um, and I think the organization, because there's no there's no uh, equivalent of a CISO in an organization, so you tend to be. I don't want to say single point of failure because you have your deputies and all that, but there is only one organization that can solve these problems. So I think just being mindful of, of not get you know of walking away, making sure you get a holiday, um, making sure you have the support of your line managers and your line managers have have your support and all that is very very important, and not isolating yourself. Isolation is bad, not just for CISOs, but for cybersecurity teams. Because, that's, because then suddenly you are out of touch. So I think that's very, very important for, for my own resilience, is to stay in touch with what the company is doing. Thanks to Michelle Hansen, and thank you for
0: listening. Please follow us on Twitter, the handles at TICE, that's T-E-I-S-S as well as go to our website, tice.co.uk, for all sorts of security gems, including news, videos, and podcasts. For now, it's bye from me.
1: Until next time, for more Cyber Conversations.